You are listening to Feast Radio, bringing God's love and grace on air. Listen to significant and heartfelt messages you can reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself up to God's unlimited blessings. Hi everybody, it is so good to see you again today. Oh, what a blessing. I want to welcome you to uh, another session of Feast at Home. My name is Brother Audie, by the way, in case we haven't met. And uh, I'm just so grateful to be here that you allowed me to uh, enter into your private sanctuaries right now. I want to hear where you are watching this live stream from. Come on, type amen from your location. Amen from, from Bikutan. Amen from uh, Bulacan. Amen from Butuan. Wherever you're watching from, come on. Let's fill this place with the comments. And so we're going to be blessed to know that I know that there's a lot of people in this room right now. And I am tremendously so privileged that you would allow me and Brother Bo to speak into your life and over your situation that you would allow us to preach a powerful message from the Lord. I am so excited to uh, be able to, again, give you a fresh new message, but it's not only going to be me. It's not only going to be Brother Bo, but because this is the, 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 the end of our mini-series, we have invited again somebody who is going to bless you. It happens to be uh, his birthday. It was his birthday yesterday. I'm not going to announce it yet, okay? Uh, you'll see him in a moment. But right now, I want to say hi and hello to all our first-timers. If, if this is your first time to watch our live stream, hey, welcome to the family. You are already a family member. You're no longer a guest, all right? So if this is your first time, please type in the chat box, I'm a first-timer or I'm a newbie. What we're going to do is we're going to send you a Zoom link directly to your Messenger account because we want to connect with you. In fact, I personally want to meet with you right after this session is done. We've got a, a, a gathering called Zumustahan. It's a very intimate gathering where we talk about you know the, the, what, what we uh, uh, discussed about in, in the session, how God blessed us during the Holy Mass and how God blessed By the way, thank you, Father. Bob for blessing us with that beautiful sermon and how God also spoke to us during the worship or during the talk. So please meet with us. Uh, we have one at 10 a.m. and we've got one at 1 p.m. and I'll be there right after, all right? That's a promise. I guarantee that. So uh, again, thank you so much for uh, joining us. You are part of the family now, okay? So I, I know that I'm talking a little bit too much um, because right now I, I just want to get into the message. I'm, I'm sure that so many of you are excited as well. So we always begin this by declaring God's abundance over our life as we signify the symbol of our faith. Join me in doing this, all right? Don't leave me hanging. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Everybody, stretch those hands out. Come on, stretch it out. This is the first time you're gonna stretch it today this much. And then say this with me, today I receive all of God's love for me. Today I open myself to the unbounded, limitless, overflowing of God's abundance. Today I open myself to God's blessings, healing, and miracles. Today I open myself to God's Word so that I become more like Jesus every day. Today I proclaim that I'm God's beloved, I'm God's servant, and I'm God's powerful champion. And because I am blessed, I am blessing the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's all sing together, everybody. Again, don't leave me hanging, all right? Even if you feel like you're tone deaf, hey, God gave you that voice. God loves your voice, so do sing with me. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. How many of you are tired right now, feeling a little bit 
discouraged, feeling a little bit frustrated. Hey, if that's you, I want you to ready your hearts and open, open your life to how God is going to speak to you today, all right? I'm going to pass you on now to my very, very cool and, and dear friend. You know who he is, Brother Bo Sanchez. Hi everybody, this is Bo Sanchez. Welcome, welcome to the feast and I pray that God will just pour out His love and His blessings into your life. Here's my message. I have three stories, quick stories I want to share with you. But before I do, let me share my message that how we see something changes that something. How we perceive that something changes that something. Now let me apply that to God perceiving us, looking at us, seeing us with His eyes of love. Because of the way He looks at us with love, we get changed, okay? So here are my quick stories. A cheesy story, a shopping story, and a love story. What's the cheesy story? Guy and a girl in a barcada with other guys and girls doing stuff together, loving God together, serving God together. Beautiful, beautiful group of people. And then the guy reaches that stage where, okay, I need to move on, you know, start a family. And so he starts praying, Lord God, you know, who do you want me to marry? And then the image of his friend, his barcada flashed in his eye, it flashed in his mind. And he said, really? That girl? But she's just my barcada, you know? But he kept on praying and praying and and he said, yeah, it's possible because, you know, he looked at his criteria, which I ask singles to do, have a criteria of who do you want to marry, the qualities, the character traits. And, and he began to tick off the qualities that he found in this girl. And he said, that's right. This is what I'm looking for. So he starts courting her. And man, this girl, this single girl, she comes up to me and she says, Brother Bo, si ganito. Liniligawan ako. And then you know what she said? Yuck! <laughs> she wanted to throw up. Not because she doesn't like the guy or anything like that, but she saw this guy as a, just a friend. And so when he starts, you know, making the moves, <laughs> she, she just couldn't handle it. And so this is what I told her. I said, I'm not going to give you any advice I'm, except one thing. Just pray for Pray for it. Just, just bring this thing into prayer. And that's what she did. She brought this into prayer. And you know, the Lord began to deal with her. And the Lord began to say, you know, look at this guy, give him a shot. And so that's what happened. I want you to know that this guy and girl, you know, cut the story short. They're now married. They've got kids. They have a fantastic, beautiful marriage. So did, did they actually change the guy and a girl? No. What changed was their perception. You see, when you change your perception, about something, that something or someone changes. Here's my second story. It's a shopping story. This friend of mine calls me up and says, Brother Bo, I need help. Describes her financial difficulty and says, I'm not asking you for money, Brother Bo. I'm asking you to help me by buying some of my stuff that I want to get rid of and you're going to help me with that. And so she gave me a list of things and the only thing that was you know, kind of like useful for me was a guitar. And so she asks for this price and I said, okay, here, here's, here it is, here's the money. You know, I, I think, I'm not sure, but I think I, I increased it just a little bit more, you know, just, just to be able to help my friend. And so there, here, here's the guitar and uh, I, I bought this. About two years later, 
I was going through uh, Google and I said, you know, the, 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 the brand and so on. And I Googled it and OMG, my, my eyes bulged. This is worth 200,000 to 250,000 pesos. Now, here's what happened. Are you ready? Because I knew the price, all of a sudden, I started caring for it more, holding it with, with, <laughs> with more care, you know, cleaning it a bit more. Why? Because, well, I understood its value. When you understand the value of something, you, you treat it in a different way. Which brings me to my third story. My third story is a love story. My love story. My wife turned 50 years old and I gave her 50 gifts. And we, we just celebrated our, our relationship with so much happiness and so much joy. Can I share this with you that after 23 years of, of being with this woman, I love her more than I've ever loved her before. Now you might say, why is that brother Bo? Did she change? Here's probably, I mean, I'm sure, but that's not my point. My perception changed. I changed. You know, when I was making the 50 gifts to her, you know, I, I'm, every time I made a, a small gift and my, my gifts were a card, a letter, <laughs> roses, whatever. I, every time I did that, I, I just began to say, wow, I am such a lucky guy to be married with this amazing woman. You see, as the days went by, as the years went by, her value in my eyes increased. And you see, when you look at someone with love, that person actually changes right in front of you. And that's why my, my marriage is amazing. Now, what do these three stories have got to do with our message for this whole day? And uh, yes, having having today um, this, this beautiful time at the feast, it's that God, He looks at you with great love. And so when God gazes upon you with love, with healing love, you change, you get transformed, you get healed. And to continue this message, I want you to welcome this man of God that I've been serving with shoulder to shoulder in the trenches. He's been able to impact so many lives and I want you to welcome God's word through him. The one and only coach, JC Libiran, who is celebrating his birthday. Happy, happy birthday. Are you sick and tired of this crisis? When will all this end? Are you feeling down, demotivated, and depressed? Do you feel like giving up and the weight of your problems are so overwhelming, you just don't know what to do next? And people around us are losing. They're losing their hope, purpose, loved ones, jobs, opportunities, and the list goes on and on. <sighs> and I feel you. I understand you. And... I'm here for you. And that's a message I want to share with you, my dear friends. Feel free to encourage people in the chat box. Come on, type that in. I'm here for you. If you are with someone 
maybe you can also tell that to them, I'm here for you. And definitely, we are not alone on this. We are here for each other. Mabuhay. I'm uh, Coach JC Libiran, and I'm one of the builders and preachers in our Feast Bay Area District. I lead one of our Feast for lifelong learners, content creators, and creative entrepreneurs. And letting you know, friends, that uh, formerly our Feast was called Feast Overflow, but now we call it Feast Breakthrough. Because I believe that God will transform our breakdowns into breakthroughs. Yes? And I claim new breakthroughs are coming our way. Amen? And that's why, friends, no, in this pandemic that we have right now, I'd like you to look into this. And maybe this is a experience no, or uh, what we perceive that God is nowhere as if he's nowhere to be found. He took a vacation and he's not listening to our prayers. No, um, He has forsaken us. But maybe that's the reason why we are here today. We want to shift our perspective. We have a different look at this. And instead of saying God is nowhere, we declare that God is now here. Amen? That God is with us during this time that we are all challenged, that we are shaken by this experience. Friends, know that God is here for us. Yes? And let you know that for the past uh, three weeks, we've been circling around this uh, amazing series that we've been blessed, healed, no? on hope, encouragement, aspiration. And today, we're going to talk about love. This is healing through crisis to where Christ is. And you might be asking that, is there still more to learn about this? Well, definitely, my dear friends, because God will speak to us today. Yes, and uh, we've been looking into the characters of Jairus, the bleeding woman, and that also includes, no, today we'll zoom in, Jairus' daughter. So friends, uh, just letting you know that uh, this is in the Gospel of Mark, uh, we're going to extract still no, that, that special message that God has for us, and we want to open our eyes, open our ears, and get ready your hearts for again, I want to let you know that God is telling to you, to all of us, that I am here for you. That's the kind of God that we have. Amen? And, and friends, yes, the, this the pandemic, uh, we, we have this, what we call work from home, no, has become a new normal for us. But uh, letting you know, friends, that pre-pandemic, I know that uh, we hated traffic, no, the daily commute, pre-COVID days. No? And we were wishing to have that work from home setup. And then COVID hit us and now we're all here. And uh, we're, we're doing our uh, business, our work at home. For me, no, uh, this is something that uh, really I uh, did no, uh, from the face-to-face encounter that I am doing before. Now I was able to shift and pivot no, online. And I do a lot of things. No? The online learning is there, uh, adding value through uh, different uh, engagements online. And I now help no, what I call Inspirepreneurs to discover and monetize their genius to become a force for good. And for me, I believe that I was able to thrive even beyond this crisis. But uh, letting you know, friends, that uh, not not all are really uh, for this. No, uh, I I'm not sure. No, with you. But uh, I remember one of my friend. No, when we were discussing about this. No, we've been um, having a tag of war. Na, 
uh, he's actually arguing that um, he can imagine his dad bringing the work at home. And uh, I was actually asking him, why are you making it a big deal? No, uh, Because he said that he just don't know, Coach JC, my dad is actually a embalmer, no? an embalsamador. <laughs> <laughs> and definitely, my dear friends, no, uh, you will be uh, expressing, oh no, no, oh no, oh no, 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 no. Uh, so you might be asking, so coach, uh, what's the connect of this <laughs> to our talk for today? Now I can say that uh, it's not just the Pharisees, not just the Sadducees that are mad uh, to Jesus, but actually a group of embalmers. Uh, is actually, uh, I, I, I believe, no, uh, is mad to Jesus. Why? Because Jesus is not just into doing a lot of healing miracles, but Jesus is actually in the business of raising the dead <laughs> and uh, uh, raising up people. And that's why we're seeing here that there are three stories about Jesus raising the dead. And I'm sure there's more, but at least these are the written ones in the gospel. So we have here uh, Lazarus no, uh, from John chapter 11, verses 1 to 46. And uh, Jesus said, Lazarus, come out. We have here as well in Luke chapter 7, verses 11 to 17. Uh, it's about the widow's son. And Jesus said, young man, I tell you, get up. And in our story for today, Jairus' daughter, this is found in Mark chapter 5, verses 22 to 23 and uh, also 35 to 43 and Jesus said little girl get up now you know just just looking into this my dear friends I don't know about you but uh, nothing is impossible with Jesus uh, he's capable of raising us up and when we look now into our scripture passage this is found in Mark chapter 5 verses 22 to 23 it says here Ayan, and let's read. Ayan. Then a leader of the local synagogue whose name was Jairus arrived. When he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet, pleading fervently with him, My little daughter is dying. He said, Please come and lay your hands on her. Heal her so she can live. And maybe this is something that we, you know, we can all connect with, no? Most especially for our dearly loved ones. No? Uh, I personally am... A father, and uh, I can't help, no. But uh, you know what comes into my mind is the OPM song of Angeline Quinto, as if she's uh, singing uh, the song, no. Jairus singing the song. Kunin mo na ang lahat sa akin. Wag lang ang aking mahal. Wag lang, wag lang ang aking mahal. Well, in translation, Jairus is in humility, in desperation, telling Jesus. Uh, you can take everything, no? take away everything, but not my dearly, ch my dear child, my loved one. And this is very close to my heart. No, why? Because I myself, no, uh, have my loved ones. No, my wife Milen, and this coming December 2021, we're turning 10 years in our marriage. Praise be to God for that gift of love. We celebrate it. And at the same time, many of you have heard our story of five years waiting. No, for our child, no, uh, four failed pregnancies, and now we celebrate five years uh, of life of Yana. Uh, so, letting you know, friends, that if if our loved ones, if our child will, you know, be sick, you will be de desperate, definitely, no, to to really do everything 
so that they will be healed. So that whatever that is we are concerned about, that God will fix it. And this is really right and proper for us to understand that there are, friends, three truths about love. And let me share these three truths about love. The first one is this. It's love knows no boundaries. Jairus' daughter was an only child. Certainly, none of the physicians he consulted could heal her. And that's why he came to Jesus. With humility, he pleaded before Jesus in contrast to the case of the Roman centurion. We don't see any explicit evidence of humility or faith. Jairus had seen Jesus perform healing miracles before. He believed because he saw. As the ruler of the local synagogue, that's not faith. Jairus wasn't sure Jesus can't heal his daughter. And he was hoping that maybe through Jesus, she will be healed and live. Jesus definitely appreciates humility and faith. But he doesn't let down those who seek his help, whether they have faith or not. Jesus is so good. Arrogance and unbelief cannot come between us and him. His love for us knows no boundaries. Again, take this home, this first truth, love knows no boundaries. And this brings us to number two. Love empowers us to take a leap of faith. And we read again uh, this passage from Mark chapter 5, verse 35. Do not be afraid, just have faith. And these were the words of Jesus when he was attending to that bleeding woman. But now this was a words of assurance to Jairus, Kalmalang, I got you. No? And Jesus wasn't saying, don't worry, everything will be all right. No? Parang toxic positivity. He was actually rather challenging Jairus to take a leap of faith. And just want to let you know, no? let's have this ala, Kuya Kim moment. And this, are, this is actually a photo, an image of the African Impala. And uh, they can leap to a height of over 10 feet and cover a distance of greater than 30 feet. Yet these magnificent creatures can be kept in an enclosure in any zoo with a three-foot wall. The animals will not jump if they cannot see where their feet will fall. This shows sometimes we need to take a leap of faith to free ourselves from the flimsy enclosures of life that only fear allows to entrap us. My dear friends, you and I, we deserve this breakthrough. And say that after me, I deserve this breakthrough because Jesus wants you to break free. Palayain mo ng sarili mo, kapatid, because you deserve the best in life. And God is so good that He answers even the unbelievers if they cry out, no, cry out to Him. But they cannot continue in unbelief because at some point in life, they have to cross the, the bridge from unbelief to belief. So question, are you feeding your faith during this time of crisis or are you feeding your fear? It's time to cross now this bridge from unbelief to belief, just like what happened to Jairus. It's exactly what happened, my dear friends, no? to Jairus. And he knew Jesus can heal, but did not know whether Jesus could raise the dead. He had to take a leap of faith. Which brings us to truth number three. Love moves us to trust and surrender. And here we want to look into the scripture again from Mark chapter 5, verses 37 to 40. And we read, Then Jesus stopped the crowd 
and wouldn't let anyone go with him except Peter, James, and John. When they came to the home of synagogue of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw much commotion and weeping and wailing, as if they were like crying ladies there. He went inside and asked, Why all this commotion and weeping? The child isn't dead. She's only asleep. The crowd laughed at him, but he made them all leave. And he took the girl's father and mother and his three disciples into the room where the girl was lying. My dear friends, Jesus challenged Jairus to have faith, but the atmosphere in the house was discouraging. Sounds familiar? Just like the news that we are having right now, all are discouragements and negativity. And in here, nobody believed Jesus. This was not good for Jairus' budding faith. Jesus' response was dramatic and unexpected. He sent everyone out except the disciples and parents. And even in this pandemic, instead of uplifting, we experience a lot of people pulling others down. What a sad reality. Which reminds me of a story that my dear friends, one day, <laughs> there were two frogs, so Hermit and Kermit. And on the way to the pond, suddenly both fell down in a deep hole. And no matter how hard they try, they cannot jump out. Some frogs saw them from above. And knowing that it was impossible for them to go out, instead of helping, they said, it is very difficult. No one will make it. And this went on and on. Hermit the frog started to say, this is our end. But Kermit the frog refused to give up and continued to jump, making use of the rubbles in the, the rubbles that are falling down from above. And he made it to the top, my dear friends. It was a reminder that in this story, ayan, uh, everyone wanted to know how this one frog succeeded while the other failed. It turned out that he was deaf. People cannot draw the boundary lines of your faith when you don't listen to them. So who are you listening to? Instead of listening in this noisy crowd, discouraging news around us, let's listen to Jesus. And it is possible for us, my dear friends, to rise above this crisis. Amen? And that's why I love this. Mark chapter 5, verses 41 to 42. Holding her hand, he said to her, Talita kuum, which means little girl, get up. And the girl, who was 12 years old, immediately stood up and walked around. They were overwhelmed and totally amazed. Didn't, you know, Jesus didn't pray for the dead girl to return to life. He rather held her gently by the hand, which for me, is the most powerful thing that happened in this healing story. And Jesus' message to you, to me, to all of us is, I'm here for you. These are also her words to express to that little girl, I'm here for you. More than the miracle, my dear friends, the Lord is telling to you, nandito ako para sa'yo. Ako lamang ay sapat na. Everything you need, everything you're looking for, you can only find it in me. I am the resurrection and the life. Then Jesus commanded the daughter to get up. Talita kuum, little girl, get up. She returned to life immediately. And even that could not resist Jesus' unstoppable love. And my dear friends, this is the love that is available for all of us. We can rise above this crisis 
and you can rise up because Jesus will raise you up. Amen? And that's why, again, as I leave this scene to you, I want to challenge you to make a decision to rise above. Not just you by yourself, but know that Jesus will raise you up. Hindi lang babangon tayo, pero ibabangon niya tayo. And His words to us, Jesus' words to us, I'm here for you. Amen? Amen and amen. Thank you so much for the opportunity that you've given me. And definitely, my dear friends, that is something that we need to do now, not just to receive these words from the Lord, I'm here for you, but it's now our turn to say to the people around us that I'm here for you as well. I love the practicality of this message that JC just preached. I don't know about you, but you know, I find so much comfort to be reminded, especially during this time, a time of pandemic, a time of great challenge, to know that, hey, there is a God who is here for us, that God walks with us, that God knows my pain, and that God's love surrounds all of us. So why don't you give some love to JC in the chat box right now for preaching that message with so much power and precision. Thank you so much for blessing us today, birthday boy. Praise God for your life. So anyway, here we are right now at the end of what has been such a beautiful mini-series. I pray that God has really used the, the, all the talks that we gave to speak to you. And you know, we had spent so much of our time focusing on, on, on what Jesus did for, for Jairus, for instance, and what Jesus did for his daughter. And you know what Jesus also did for the bleeding woman? It's so amazing that Jesus was always doing something for someone right? But what's more amazing is that in everything that Jesus ever did, it was always because of a profound reason. It always served a practical purpose. I mean, he didn't just, you know, whip out miracles out of, out of a whim or, or, or out of impulse. No, Jesus was, was, was always calculated. Everything that Jesus did was curated. Why? Because he was always teaching people through his actions. In fact, you know, thousands of years later, Jesus is still teaching all of us today. Here is my humble theory. Everything that Jesus did during the time of his public ministry, from the start of his public ministry, all the way to the crucifixion and the resurrection, he did it for this particular purpose. Because he wanted to show us the way. And you know what's even more amazing about that is, is that he didn't just preach the way. No, he showed the way and ultimately he became the way. You know, I truly believe this, that Jesus wants us to replicate everything that he did. He wants us to give forgiveness just like he did. He, want, he wants us to give way to the people just like he did. He wants us to give love to God the Father just like he did. He wants us to give love to people just like Jesus did. Jesus showed the way. Can somebody type that in? Jesus showed the way. And you know, through this story that was told by Mark, I believe that Jesus wants us to replicate two things. Let me teach it to you real quick. First, Jesus wants us to replicate his compassion. He wants us to copy his compassion. I mean, Jesus was compassionate to Jairus, even if Jairus wasn't a big supporter. That's what JC said. JC even said that he might have also been an unbeliever. You know, but, and, uh, and then on the way to Jairus' house, what did he do? He stopped for that bleeding woman. His compassion was so great that he actually stopped. And you know what? 
I pray that this week your compassion will be so great. Your compassion for people, for others will be so great that it'll make you stop and help somebody in need. That's my prayer. Second thing that we want to learn from this, Jesus wants us to also replicate his kindness. Kindness, you know, some people say that kindness is a rare, it's a rare commodity these days. It's a rare thing that, you know, people, you'd find kind people, but you know what? I'd like to believe that there is still hope in humanity. I live for moments whenever I get to witness uh, moments of great kindness by, by random people. And in the last year that, that we've had since we entered into this pandemic, I have seen countless acts of kindness that, that has absolutely restored my hope in humanity. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like for instance, I've seen feast servants who went out of their way to serve those who are, they're not even related to and they believe and, and people whom they, will, they know will never be able to repay them back. We have seen feast-like members that befriended and fed and served jeepney drivers on a weekly basis. We had servants who put up community pantries in their barangay in order to feed the hungry. We had priests who, who risked safety and sanity to visit sick people in the hospitals and poor people in the slums. Why? To share the love of Jesus. We had people who drove to far-flung places using their own resources to donate goods and to give hope. You know, if that's not kindness, I don't know what kindness is. Kindness is a beautiful thing, my dear friend. And if there's anything that we should be spreading, let it be kindness. Let your kindness infect people because I believe this, that kindness is contagious. Say that with me, kindness is contagious. Why do I say that? Let me give you this analogy, all right? Beautiful analogy. When a car stops at the pedestrian lane to let a, an old woman cross the street or a child cross the road, what do the other cars do? They also stop, right? Or at least, you know, the kind people do. They, they stop. That's what you need to do when you see a pedestrian lane. You stop because you let people through. When a random stranger shows kindness to you without, without any agenda except to help you, like for example, you know, paying for your ticket, in the, in the MRT or maybe paying for your toll fee in the highway. Somehow, you know, it shocks you and then it inspires you. You want to pay it forward uh, either to them or somebody else. Why? Because people emulate kindness. Kindness is contagious. That's what Jesus wanted to show in you and to show you and me that by helping Jairus and the woman, Jesus wanted us to emulate his compassion and his kindness. He wanted us to copy those two things and then share it to the world. It was as though Jesus was saying, listen to this, let me show the way and then let me get out of the way so that you can be the way. That's beautiful. Jesus wants us. Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life, He showed us the way. Why? So that we can be the way to, to other people who are so lost in this world. Doesn't it encourage you to know that Jesus is there for you? Jesus showed you how to do it, how to live life to the full, and now it's your turn that as you live your life to the full, teach others and love others so that they too would learn how to live their lives to the fullest. And you know, as we end what has been such a game-changing series, you know, I want to zoom in. I want to close this session, this series, by zooming in on what happened when Jesus finally arrived at the home of Jairus, you know, to find so many women, mourners, professional mourners, we don't know, weeping for, their, for the dead daughter. 
This is a very sensitive, sensitive, sensitive scene that might even resonate with some people right now, especially if you have recently lost a loved one. Imagine this, the air was thick with grief and gloom. Joy was, was not present in that room. And then let's go to verse 38. Here is exactly what happened. It says, when they came to the house of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw much commotion and weeping and wailing. So he went inside and asked, why all this commotion and weeping? The child isn't dead. She's only asleep. Verse 40, the crowd laughed at him, but he made them all leave and he took the girl's father and mother and his three disciples into the room where the girl was lying. That's a beautiful piece of imagery, all right? But let me get back to that. I want you to know right now that in this context, only Jesus knew that the girl wasn't really dead. I mean, everybody else in the room thought that she was dead. That's why everyone laughed at Jesus when he said, this girl isn't dead. She's only asleep. Now, how did Jesus respond to that? How, how, how did Jesus respond to the mockery of, of that crowd? People laughing at his face. You know what he did? Listen to this. He made everyone leave the room. Everybody, get out. And you know, at first glance, this action doesn't really seem like it deserves, you know, merit to, to mention. Like it doesn't sound like it's a big deal, right? But remember that everything that Jesus always does always comes with a purpose, right? Do you want to know what the purpose is of why Jesus let everybody exit that room? Listen to this. The reason why Jesus did it is because he was disregarding their drama. Let me say that again. Jesus was disregarding their drama. In other words, Jesus did not want to put up with the drama of the people. Why? Because it's what, it was deterring him from fulfilling his duty. You know, my dear friend, sometimes that's what drama does. Drama deters us from doing our duty. And when it comes to showing compassion and kindness to people, you know what? Drama should never have a part in any of it. Say amen if you believe that. You know, there are people who will only help other people when they feel guilty or, or maybe because they want to gain likes or followers for doing a good deed. But here's what I say. When it comes to compassion and kindness, let's stop the drama. Let's stop the drama. If, if you want to help, then help. Let's stop with the rhetoric and the credit grabbing and the competitiveness and let's get help to those who really need it the most. This is what I witnessed, you know, a few days ago. Let me tell you this story. We had a feast servant whose family, entire family contracted COVID. And the reason why I found out is because a whole barangay messaged me about it. I mean, her LG friends messaged me about it. Her, her co-servants messaged me. Her, her ministry head informed me. Her squad was moving mountains in order to send help to this one family. Our feast immediately sent an oxygen tank to them because they needed it the most and her brother was in a very critical condition. Everybody was desperately looking and calling for hospitals to, to, for, for the family so that they could send him. But you know what? The sad reality nowadays is that hospitals are jam-packed. You know, you, you cannot get a room, but you know what? Her squad refused to quit. And you know, by God's grace, they found a hospital in Manila. They lived somewhere in the South and, and they found the hospital in Manila and the brother was brought there. But you know, the following day, that same feast servant 
Again, the brother was, the brother was just the, the, the sibling of the feast servant. That feast servant was now the one in critical condition. But you know what? Again, her friends, her squad frantically looked for a hospital and then eventually an ambulance fetched her. After an hour, they found a way and then she was sent to the hospital. And you know what? All this time, Brother Doc Didoy, Didoy Lebaton, you know, he, he, he generously and graciously looked after the family, called up the mom, called up the servant, and he looked into their medical condition through, through phone calls, of course. And, you know, that's when it hit me. Just as a context, you know, some of you might not know this, but, you know, Didoy is a valuable person in my life, in my personal life especially. My wife and I, you know, we, we, we call him whenever we need personal advice, especially, you know, medical advice, or, you know, when, when we just need a good friend to have, um, we call him. And I tell you, you know, he's one of the most encouraging and affirming doctors that you will ever meet. After you talk to him, you know, you will feel like you're already healed. I mean, don't get me wrong, all right? The sickness might, will still be there, but you know, the fear and the anxiety will be replaced by this beautiful sense of peace. That's, that's the kind of doctor and person that he is. And I'm sure that I'm not the only one who, know, who has felt this. If, you, if you've been encouraged by Didoy one way or the other, say amen right now and thank him. I'm sure you would attest the same thing that, G, that Didoy is valuable. But the reason why I believe that Didoy is valuable, it's not just because he's a doctor, but get this, it's because he's available. Type that word in, available. Let me preach this loud and clear to somebody listening to this message today. Your availability is your greatest ability. You know, you become valuable the moment you become available. The friends who helped our feast servant was valuable because they were available. Jesus was valuable to Jairus and the daughter and the healing woman because he made himself available. I mean, no frills, no fuss, no drama, just pure kindness and concern. That is the way. My dear friends, Jesus calls us to be available to those who are in need right now. You might not be the wealthiest person in the world and you might not be the, the most talented or the wisest person in the room, but God knows it doesn't take wealth and talent to be a blessing to somebody. Just like Jesus, all it takes is just a little time, a little kindness, a little compassion for you to tell them, I am here for you. Be the kind, kindness and the compassion that people desperately need right now. Let's replicate the heart of Jesus, the kindness of Jesus, the compassion of Jesus, and let's get help out there. Let's quit and stop the drama and let's just help. You know, we don't need all these credit grabbing to know who did it and what you did, but let's just get help, get help out there. Are you ready to respond to the Lord right now? If you are, can I invite you to pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Everybody say this with me. Jesus, I'm available. So use me. Use my hands, my voice, my feet, my arms, my talent, my gifting. Use me, Jesus. I am completely and absolutely available. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Subscribe to Feast Radio and open yourself to God's grace. For more podcasts like these, visit feast.ph radio.